Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Stan Lee, the name is synonymous with Marvel Comics, classic superhero characters, and his movie and TV cameos. Stan Lee created, uh, co-created some of the most well-known and beloved superheroes throughout the decades. He also popped up in various movies, TV shows, and other media with hilarious results. And we are going to count down our favourites. Here I am with, well, not ten, we've got nine, uh, Stan Lee Facts. Okay, Stan Lee legally changed his name from Stanley Martin Lieber to Stan Lee in 1972. Excelsior! Before Stan Lee became the cultural icon for comic books, he used to write obituaries. Excelsior! Stan Lee's first job at Timely Comics in 1939 was as an assistant filling inkwells. Excelsior! His wife was his barber. She cut his hair up until she passed in 2017 after 70 years of marriage. Excelsior! It was Captain America that gave Stan his first big break. Excelsior! Stan Lee always said his favourite cameo was from the Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer movie. Excelsior! He wrote the first appearance of the Hulk in The Incredible Hulk in number what sorry number 1 in 1962 who became green after a printing error. Excelsior. In 1972 Stan Lee became Marvel Comics publisher and editorial director. Excelsior. And Stan Lee developed the concept of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the MCU. He envisioned a cohesive universe where Marvel characters could interact and share storylines. Excelsior. Well, that's what it used to be. I don't quite know what the MCU is now, but that's what it used to be back in the good old days. So, yes, uh, hello, everyone. Um, I am back from my self-imposed exile um, a lot sooner than I thought I was going to be. Uh, Neil is out in this episode and he's going to be away for a few weeks. So, uh, you know, all the best, Neil, and get well soon, buddy. Um, But as I said before we started recording to our guest... Every cloud has a silver lining, so I get to speak to our guest. It's Tophead Donald, I think. Donald, I think this is your hat trick, isn't it? This is your third time. No, this is my fourth time. Oh my I do god! Believe. I think you've taken the lead then, as our <laughs> as our most regular guest. Let me think. Fictional doctors. That's right. Then we did, and then there was the parody movies. Parody movies. That's right. There and... is another one. I can't remember what it was because. Um, party, well, music. It was a music-related one. A, wasn't it comedy songs? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> the guy just cannot stay away. You're you're literally my co-host. <laughs> That's what you are. So we're doing Stanley cameos. Now the question I needed to ask you before we start anything else: Have you done your cameos just in the movies that he's been in, or have you done it from TV shows and because he's been in games as well? I mean, I looked at all of them, and I just just the way it ended up being was just the movie ones. But <laughs> okay, so you I did, did you, look at right now. If you again, so so then, sort of zoning in a bit more. Have you are you just doing MCU and Marvel movies? Because he has again been in not just Marvel movies. It, unfortunately, I don't. 
the the ones that I liked the best were on the all in Marvel, but I did give an honorable mention to Mallrats. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure that we're <laughs> going to have some um, uh, duplicates uh, on here as well. We've also got a little bit of a uh, a quiz now. It, obviously, it doesn't work the same with not you against Neil, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to be quizzing you and. I hope you listen to some of the facts because some of the answers might be in the the quiz. So we'll see if you were listening earlier on. We'll just have to wait and see because I'm not sure whether you did or whether you didn't. Um, so, yeah. So in regards, look, now I'm going, we, we may get a little bit controversial here in regards to the whole state of the MCU. Are you, are you a fan of, of Marvel movies in general then, Donald? In general? Yeah. I, I like them better than DC. Which isn't hard, to be fair. Yeah. But I do, I do, because I'm, I'm a massive Marvel, especially the MCU going up to Endgame, if you like. But when it comes to post-Endgame, I feel that Marvel have now completely dropped the ball. Mm. And nothing, nothing, no, nothing seems to have any, well, not not necessarily make any sense, but nothing seems to have any emotion anymore i got so emotional for endgame cried all the way through it because it was just a culmination of all these different storylines and characters now i don't give a shit about any marvel character it's sad to say i don't know whether you feel the same i'm still looking forward to deadpool 3 that i think is the exception that because i think if anything they're going to take the piss out of everything that's happening in marvel now Mm -hmm. yeah i really do um, it's gonna it's 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 gonna be interesting. Like I say, I feel that that, that when we when we're talking about the, our our choices in this, I feel like I'm gonna be looking at it, thinking, ah, oh, these were the good old days of Marvel, when not only did you worry about the characters and you thought how good the story was, you always looked forward to the Stan Lee cameo, just to see where he was gonna crop up. Hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Right. Let me, uh, let's, let's crack on. So if you want to give us your number 10, obviously, if we've got duplicates, make sure you let me know uh, if we have or not. But uh, kick us off with your number 10 then, Donald. Right. Number 10 is his cameo in Venom. Okay. Right. Remind me of that one. It's uh, near the end of the movie when. And I've never actually seen the movie, but I've seen the clip. He and Eddie Brock, who of course has the Venom symbiote in him, is on the, at the sitting on the corner of some street, and just Stanley comes up as some character. He's like, "Give both of you, give him, a, give her another chance." All right. Oh, he's talking to. The symbiote and Eddie Brock at the same time. Yeah. Right, that's right. That was a surprising movie, I must say, because I wasn't expecting too much out of that movie. And it ended up being really good. And that was basically that's don't pretend that was the one that was released right before he died. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And you said you haven't actually seen the movie. No, I've I've seen many many clips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um I mean Tom Hardy is uh is a lot of fun in that. He he totally goes over the top. But he does it in a way where he's doing it sort of dead not well, not dead straight, but he's putting everything into it. Put it that way. And it really works. Mm. I think he's 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 really good. And he suits that character really well. Um but yeah, that was the one just before he died, wasn't it? I think that was that was his last actual one that he filmed, I think. No, he filmed maybe one or two others, but they didn't release until after he died. Ah, right, yeah, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, good one to kick us off with there. Um, and what I'll do as well, just let all the, the our Patreon top heads know, I'll put all the the clips that we talk about will go into um, the... Uh, I haven't done this for a while. The video playlist. That's right. That's what it's called. I've got to get back into the rhythm of this whole thing. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Okay. So my number 10, I'm going with uh, Iron Man 2 in 2010. 
and it's uh, during the Stark Expo. And uh, I noticed on, I think it was uh, Wikipedia when I was looking through it, it says that he's wearing suspenders and a red shirt. Now, I think that means like sock suspenders, doesn't it? Because as soon as I say no. see suspenders, I, that's that's not sexy suspenders, is it? He was wearing the, the suspenders are the, um, like they'd hold used to hold up your pants. Ah, of course, right? Braces. We call them in, the braces in in the UK, right? I was ah. thinking to myself, <laughs> what part of Iron Man two is is um, Stan Lee wearing like? you know sexy stockings and suspenders and i thought i, I can't remember that bit but obviously yeah, no suspenders of course because larry king. exactly because tony stark <laughs> yeah. thinks that it's larry king and he's got yeah because larry king's signature look is has is the suspenders it's, over the shirt there you go it's the whole brit us thing of, of you know the same as you say pants i'm thinking of underpants so i'm thinking that he's wearing sexy stockings with underpants well, that's not that at all, is it, Donald? It's, it's, it's braces holding up his trousers. That's what it is. Oh, God, I could have got myself in a whole lot of trouble with that. But, yeah, so so for me, number 10 is during the Stark Expo, and, he, and like you just said, he, he mistakenly greets um, Tony. Yeah, he's greeted by Tony Stark thinking that he's Larry King, um, which isn't, isn't the, that wasn't, well, that, that wasn't the first time that Tony Stark thinks that, Stanley is somebody else, but we'll come to that a little bit later on because yeah. that's that's one of my yeah. In fact, that's my next one. But uh, okay, that's number ten. Um, so you're number nine, then, please. My number nine is Ant Man and the Wasp. Stanley's character goes up to his car, tries to put the key in, and his car shrinks. Yeah, and he makes a comment about, "Man, the sixties are coming, <laughs> catching up to me now." <laughs> I mean, it, it's the one thing that they always gave him really good lines, didn't they? They always gave him like real good one-liners that you knew that, that, that I always, <laughs> I mean, put it this way. I can remember, I don't even know what age I was, but I can remember being at my grandparents staying over and looking at Marvel comics and seeing pictures or drawn pictures of Stan Lee. This is obviously when he had dark hair, but... He always looked so cool with his tash and, you know, his, you know, and, and there was always something very comforting about seeing Stan Lee on, on screen, whether it was him as himself and doing a lot of stuff with Kevin Smith, like uh, you said, Donald, or just when he used to just flash up on screen and it was always, oh, every, everything's good with the world because there's Stan Lee, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's, I don't think it's a coincidence that with Stan Lee passing away, Marvel has kind of gone on a bit of a decline. I don't think it's a coincidence that that timeline is sort no, of, I don't think so either. you know, because he was almost, he was like the, the watcher, if you like, he's overseeing everything and just being a little bit of a guiding light mm -hmm. to everything. And as soon as he goes, everything is just, it's, it's very much like George Lucas giving up, you know, the leadership of star Wars. As soon as he sort of done that, everything just drifts away and becomes something different and I, yeah i just feel it's the same thing but that one that one very closely was almost in my top 10 that one. Oh, i thought you yeah. were gonna say something sorry Donald. <laughs> uh, I was thinking, uh, you said star wars um, a lot of people have said that some a lot of the stuff throughout their series what like like the series of star wars like the mandalorian and this is some of the strongest stuff we've had, Star Wars wise. I mean, it's it's it seems to be one good one and then one really bad one, you know, with good bits. I think the Mandalorian stands way above everything else. Um, Andor was really good, but we didn't feel very really Star Warsy. There's good bits of Kenobi, but there's some really bad bits as well. Um, it's, I don't know. I don't feel like Star Wars is. <laughs> is mine anymore the, the original trilogy is mine and everything else is kind of let's just watch it and enjoy it for what it is i think but okay so that was your number nine ant-man and the wasp my number nine is actually the one i was talking about earlier on is iron man the original iron man um there were two versions of this i believe uh this is when tony stark mistakes him for hugh hefner 
Um, we see this, yeah, we see this grey-haired guy with his back to the camera, with a lovely lady on each arm, and Tony Stark walks past him and just taps him on the shoulder and says, "Hey, Hef," and he turns round and it's it's good old Stan Lee there with two lovely ladies. Um, but apparently, I was reading it says um, there was another version where Stark realizes his mistake, but Lee graciously responds, "That's okay. I get this all the time." So he's um, showing that he's a little bit of a ladies' man there. Um, good old Stan. But uh, I think that was, I mean, that wasn't his first cameo because he obviously done cameos a lot earlier than that. But I think that was the one in, in the MCU that he really, we thought, oh, this is, this is going to be something that they're going to keep doing. And it's funnily enough that Iron Man 2, he was mistaken as somebody else again. I was wondering whether that uh, might have been a thing they were thinking of doing. That every time he's mistaken as somebody, but they did it twice. They don't want to. They don't want to really oversell that, do they? I don't think. Um, okay, so that was my number nine. So, Donald, your number eight, then, please. No, number eight is the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, when he's talking with the Watchers. <laughs> That's right. That no. no you have to remind me on this one. Wasn't this one that this was like the end of credit scene, wasn't it? There was a in there's really was two scenes. The Wendy Warrior is actually talking with the watchers, like somewhere in the middle of the movie. But in the end credit scene, the watchers are walking away. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Because didn't he he makes some comment about being a delivery driver or something, doesn't he? Yeah. That's right. Because I think talks, it's. He talks about various things, various cameos that he's made. That's right. Because I think in the movie, isn't it when they're doing the time jumps? And they do a one time jump and Stan Lee is there with, uh, surrounded by all the watchers. And then at the very end, it's like yeah. a, that's right, that's right. I mean, I, I love the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. I, I think they're they're so good. Um, I'd forgotten about the, there's only us talking now, I'd forgotten about the bit in the middle there. I haven't seen the third one yet. Have you not? Have you not? I would yeah. thoroughly recommend it. It, but bring some, bring some tissues because you will cry. Is all I'm going to say. I know you're made of harder stuff than I am, Donald. But just to say that that you you will cry because it's just that kind of movie, you know. Um, okay, uh, my number eight is when he makes a posthumous appearance in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, in which he sells Spider-Man costume to Miles uh, Morales. Now, it took me a long, long time to watch Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and when I did watch it, I had to watch it a couple of times because the the style of animation... I don't know if you... Have you seen Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse? No, but I've seen like what that style of animation is. Yeah. I've seen the clips. It always, it always made me think that Oh my god! This should be. This is a a three D movie, and I should have three D glasses on because it's slightly sort of blurry and the edges are a little bit sort. Of, but I watched it and I thought, it, what an amazing movie! And it's such a a beautiful scene um, because Miles goes in and asks, "What happens if the suit doesn't fit?" And Stan responds, "It always fits eventually." Uh, but then he reveals that he has no returns and no refunds policy, so he can't bring it back anyway. <laughs> Um, but I, again, it said on uh, on Wikipedia, it said it was important to Lord and Miller to give Lee a bigger moment in the film rather than just a passing cameo because they felt he was integral to the spirit of the movie. They described the role as extra meaningful given Lee's death uh, a month before the film's release. Um, and then I watched, what's the, is it Across the Spider-Verse, I think the, the latest one. What an amazing movie. If you get, That is a way to do a superhero movie it was completely different to anything i'd seen before and and if you haven't i would again recommend i'm going to give you a list of movies to watch now donald watch both of them watch into the spider-verse and then across, i think it's called across the spider-verse but it's a two-parter the next part's coming out next year i think but, oh my god what a couple of movies so so good so funny loads of energy action but it's just different and that was the beauty of it it was different to all these smash them up you know you have two superheroes just smashing the shit out of each other for half an hour and it's just it was it was so so good so anybody out there that wants to see a good movie and likes animation and like spider-man thoroughly recommend those movies 
Um, okay, on to number seven then, please. Number seven is Thor Ragnarok. Thor is Ragnarok. the hair cutter. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Yeah, this very nearly made my made my top ten because he's the way he picks up that whatever that contraption is. And I mean, Thor doesn't get scared about anything, does he? But he gives like this almighty shrill. Yeah. yeah, it's so good. I'm like, God knows what that. I mean, that was one hell of a contraption. But I suppose you need a contraption like that to cut a god's hair because cutting a god's hair is not going to be easy, is it? No. No, that is a good one. That is a good one. Yeah, it was very close to my top 10, that one. But um, yeah, didn't 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 quite make it. Although it probably should have done, I think. That's, that's the beauty. See, that's the beauty of Stan Lee cameos, is that he only needs to be in one scene for maybe twenty seconds, and it'll be something that you'll remember from the movie afterwards. It doesn't matter whether it's a good movie or a bad movie. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember too too much from that movie. <laughs> no, no, I mean that's that's another one. That, I mean, Thor Ragnarok I thought was better than what was the one after Love and Thunder. Um, oh. missed opportunity was Love and Thunder, really. I think. Okay, right. We'll move on. Okay, my number seven. Um, uh, and I'm actually going away. F I'm going away from uh, the MCU now. But uh, as Donald said earlier on, he will be part of the MCU now. But I'm going for Deadpool for 2016, where uh, Stan Lee appeared as himself, working as an MC at a strip club, and um, he seemed right at home being the MC in a strip club. Uh, and he announces the "Give it up for chastity," um, which again it's a perfect way to put stanley on the on the screen he didn't have anything to do with the the um creation of deadpool but i thought it was a nice little way of of of, of you know chucking stanley in there as a, one of the more unexpected it definitely <laughs> was but he, he didn't look at a place in a strip club did he that was the thing he, he looks mm. he looks so at home there and if you, you feel like he was just like because I think it was what what I can always remember whenever when they wheeled him out at every Comic Con, but he loved it, didn't he? He absolutely loved the fact that he was a oh, god yeah. to the people that went to Comic Con. You know, he was the man that everybody wanted to see. And as long as he shouted out "Excelsior," everybody was happy. You know, yeah. everybody was happy. That's all they wanted. <laughs> True believers and Excelsior. That's all they wanted, and everybody was would just go home happy. That's all they cared about um so that was right that was your number seven. was that my number seven yeah that was my number seven yes so deadpool yep. 2016 uh was my number seven uh so your number six then please donald my number six is uh spider-man 3 when peter parker's standing there having, having these doubts and Stanley, Stanley's character, who's been in, who showed up in all three, we're pretty sure is the same character. Where the first two movies, his character saved somebody, and the third one, he walks up to Peter, and he's like, you know, maybe one person can make a difference. I mean, yeah, that's a really good one, mainly for the fact that, like, I was saying earlier on that they always give him good lines to, that are like, funny lines that you'll remember. But then he can also have those kind of poignant lines that are going to hit mm -hmm. home. And only Stan Lee can give a line like that to Spider-Man. Yeah. I mean, something similar to with earlier with Venom. Because that was a nice, inspiring quote kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's... Uh, I would love to know what they whether they which way round they did it i mean obviously every time they wrote a screen wrote a script would they write the script and then think right and we need to fit stan lee in here somewhere or would they have the idea mm. for stan lee first 
and then go, right, well, we can put that in that scene. I would love to know which way they did it because they'd have to do it once once you know, once they've started doing these cameos, for especially for Marvel movies. <laughs> they've got to work out one way. Yeah, or whether it's just, whether it was Stan Lee's idea. Maybe Stan Lee went, okay, I'll tell you what, I'll I'll do this. And it would be interesting to find out. Need them, yeah, I might do a little bit of digging on that one, I think. Um, okay, that was your number six. My number six, I'm going for Avengers Age of Ultron in twenty fifteen, where he that's where he appeared. Five. Is that what? That's my number five. That's your number five. Okay. Um <laughs> It's, it, it goes from the fact that they're all all the Avengers are together. They're having a party, and they've got some World War Two veterans there. Yeah. Um, he claims he fought at Omaha Beach, and um, they're having a. And I think is it it's Thor that brings out this Asgardian little shot bottle yeah, or whatever it nail. is. So they're all having this little these little uh, hits of uh, of whatever this Asgardian liquor is. Um, and then the next scene you see is him being carried away and uh, pissed out of his yeah, 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 just absolutely pissed out of his head. <laughs> and he, but he, I mean, he was sort of standing, so you feel like maybe he did, he could handle a little bit of the Asgardian um, ale or whatever it was, but not quite as much as Thor. So he's not quite a god. Um, but that was, it was definitely. Uh, I think he had to do a little bit more acting there than he normally does, which uh, <laughs> which 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 is quite good, uh, right? But we, we we have actually got halfway. But before we do anything else, if I can find it, where are? We? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to eighty percent less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Wait, here we go. Pop quiz, hot shot. Right, I'm going to ask you some questions, Donald. Are you ready? Yes. Right. So what was Stan Lee's full birth name? Uh, oh, Stanley. Was it Leibowitz? Or... I'm going I... to give you half a point there. It was Stanley Martin Lieber. I'm going to give you, Lieber. I'm going to give you a, a very short ding on the, on the bell. Oh. So you got half a point for that one. Uh, in which year was Stan Lee born? Uh, I have no clue on that one. Do you not want to have a, just have a guess? Do you, want to, do you want to throw any year out? I'll give you a clue. It's in the 1900s. Yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
Gonna guess maybe nineteen thirty-five. It was nineteen twenty-two. What was the first comic book character co-created by Stan Lee? Captain America. It was the Destroyer in Mystic Comics number six. Stan Uh, Lee served in the U.S. military during which war? If he was born in twenty-two, it'd probably be World War One. World War Two, I mean. It was World War Two. Well done, Donald. You got that one right. Um, let me see what else we got. Which comic book company did Stan Lee join in the early nineteen forties? Is that Mystic? It was Timely Comics, which oh, later evolved that. into Marvel Comics in the early nineteen forties. What is the name of the fictional city where many Marvel comic stories are set? co-created by stan lee uh did he create well i know that's a whole country but this this thing a a lot of these cities in Marvel are actual cities where DC created their entire everything. You're absolutely yeah. You, you are right with that. So I'm surprised what the answer is. It could be well. I mean, just give me a name of a city. No, that's, I was just going to say Latvia, but I know that's a country. Yeah, no, it's it's actually New York City. But that isn't a <laughs> fictional city, is it? You're right. absolutely right because Marvel Marvel used actual cities and and countries, whereas DC completely like Gotham and uh, Metropolis. Yeah, so uh, I'll have to uh, message Neil and find out wh- whether that actual one is correct because I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, you know make a little uh, point about that one. Okay, uh, Stan Lee is known for making cameo appearances in Marvel Cinematic Universe films. What was the first MCU cameo? Well, that would be the first MCU movie, and that would be The Incredible Hulk. It was actually Iron Man. The Incredible uh, Hulk Iron came Man out first? after um, Iron Man. That's right. Okay, yes. Yeah. But still, it was the first MCU movie. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Alongside Jack Kirby, Stan Lee co-created which superhero team in 1961? Did he did you say Fantastic Four? Yes. Is correct. Stan Lee was the editor-in-chief of Marvel Comics for how many years? Uh, 50? <laughs> it was 31, uh, actually. Oh, I don't know why I dinged oh, wow. you there. I should be... Oh, wrong one. Be... Nope, not that one. That's the one. <laughs> That's the got there in the end. Uh, final question. In addition to co-creating superheroes, Stan Lee also appeared in what form of media as a narrator and a host? Uh... Okay. Um, the way that question is worded is... <laughs> yeah, I, I, will, I must admit, because it's quite... <laughs> the answer is including animated series and documentaries. So it's very wide and broad, that one there. So, um, uh, well, but yeah. I, would, I would say you won. <laughs> I would say you won the competition. Uh, so, oh, wrong one again. I'd say I'd show you how long it is since I've used these. Well done, Donald. <laughs> I'm going to give you that as the win, okay? I'm going to give you that as the win. So well done. Um, okay, back to the countdown. Um, you had Age of Ultron as your number five. Yeah. So my number five is um, actually Avengers Endgame in 2019. And this is where he Lee mm. makes a posthumous uh, appearance, digitally de-aged uh, as a car driver in the 70s, driving past the army base camp uh, and shouting, hey man, make love, not war. And um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a beautiful scene. It really is. And there's also a digital recreation of his wife, um, in the 1970 and it's just it's it's so i can't remember the name of the song that is playing but it's so good and, and i can remember watching 
when I watched that the first time, that was the Stan Lee that I remember from looking at the comics when I was little. It was the dark, the black hair, the black moustache. Right. And it was just so well done. It was perfectly done to have Stan Lee in there, um, especially in that movie. Because like I say, that movie is the absolute pinnacle of the MCU for me. Um, and it doesn't get any better than that. So it was great to have him in there, especially Endgame as opposed to uh, Infinity War. Uh, but yeah, that, that one for me was was a great one. Okay. Uh, Donald, you're number four, please. Number four is Fantastic Four, The Silver, Rise of the Silver Star. Okay, this was the one that he said was one of his favorites. So why? What, what, what happens in this one? For this one, it's the, the wedding scene. It's the wedding of Sue and Richard. And he's going to get in and the guy stops him says, but you're not on the list. They're asking him his name. So Stan Lee, you're not on the list. What do you mean I'm not on the list? <laughs> I'm Stan Lee. You know what? I think I've seen that movie once. I think it, it, it wasn't a movie that, ever, that that people really like dig, did they? It's not that great, no. But that one scene. Yeah, I need to look at that scene again because I haven't. I, I didn't even see that one. It's weird because with the facts, I should have just double checked that one and seen what that one was like. But um, are you a fan of the the Fantastic Four movies? <laughs> they weren't all that good. No, <laughs> even the the reboot one was not that good. <laughs> that wasn't good at all i must admit that was one of those movies the, the strange thing about that movie is that i think if i'm right because i only saw it once but like halfway through the movie there is like a like one year later kind of thing and, and it becomes a completely different movie you can tell where the studio got involved and where yeah. josh trank i think it was wasn't it that directed it and he disowned the movie in the end i think he got thrown off the movie or something Something crazy happened, but yeah, it's a, it's a mess of a movie. It's going to be really interesting to yeah. see what the MCU do with Fantastic Four in the future. Because mm. I thought they were, I thought they were so good on um, the Doctor Strange movie when John Krasinski turned up as Reed Richards. I thought that was a great. Yeah, that was that was. That was pretty, yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, by the signs of it, he's not going to be because I think they've they're, they're getting ready to film the new Fantastic Four, and they haven't said who's mm. um, who's going to be. Oh, I pressed, oh, sorry about that. Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> didn't mean to do that. Then Donald, <laughs> so terribly sorry. Just things are just getting out of hand. Oh dear. Anyway, that's a good one. Rise of the Silver Surfer at your number four. My number four. Uh, is the one that Donald spoke about earlier on, and it is More Rats with Kevin Smith. Yeah. Um, this is the first, I think this is the first cameo I can remember seeing Stanley. Definitely Lee. one of his earlier. Yeah, see Stanley in. Even before uh, the Marvel stuff. Yeah, and he plays himself, uh, and he's visiting the mall to sign books at a comic store. Uh, and then he also gives uh, Jason Lee's character, Brody, um, some advice on love and life and and what to do and another yeah, one of those uh, ones where he he's a little bit more thoughtful and is the things he says are a lot more poignant as opposed to it being just for laughs and just for chuckles but that is really sweet and um see i, I like jason lee i think jason lee's a great actor i think and he's so good as brody in in more rats yeah to be honest, I've never actually seen the full movie. Have you not? But it's it's Kevin no. again. It's Kevin Smith at the top of his game. Um, I kind of not really liked the last couple of movies that he's done. Um, I would never say that to his face. Obviously, um, yeah. I've I've been very lucky in that I've met him a couple of times, Kevin Smith. So I've never told him that his last couple of movies have, <laughs> have not been particularly good. I've just told him about the movies I think are great, <laughs> which I think is the best thing to do when you a face-to-face -face with people that you like. You don't tell them what you don't like. Um, okay, so that was my number four. So on to your number three then, please, Donald. My number three is Captain America Civil War. That is my... Is... Oh, yeah. That's Tony Stank, isn't it? 
Tony Stank. Tony Stank, yeah. A lot of people see that as his way of getting back at Tony for (laughs) the previous times in Iron Man 1 and 2. (laughs) It's so good. It's so good. It's the fact that, like, um, um, I forget who plays um, Rhodey. Uh, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. He just he, he turns to Tony Stark and he says, "I'm I'm going to use that. I'm going I'm going to always call you that now. I'm going to always call you Tony Stank." It's uh, yeah. Is there a Tony Stank? It's so good. It's yeah. It is great because again, is that movie is quite a heavy movie. It's got a lot of stuff riding on it and a lot of yeah. emotes. So to have that as a little bit of a bump at the end, just a little bit of a. Um, a funny thing at the end, I think, is, is just lightens the load of the movie. I think. See, I read the original Civil War comics, so I had a lot of expectations on my mind for it, and well, <laughs> didn't quite. Uh, so, so, it, so, because I've never read the comics, so was it very different? like the comics to what happened in the movie then yes in well in the movie it centers around well the winter soldier or bucky in the original civil war the triggering event was a fight between two uh two uh between two different groups one's heroes one villains which ended up blowing up in elementary school Oh right, okay. And so the governments are like, it's it's time to get every, all these all the heroes registered, get their identities and powers, and of course this split you have Iron Tony Stark and Iron Man, he's all for it, and then you have Roger Steve Rogers who's all against it, and then. That's that's the divide that splits everything. Right. Okay. So the the kind of framework of the the comic is what they use for the movie, but they change the situations a little bit. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I must read that because tr- trouble is, it was like it was a lot of comics, wasn't it? It was a lot of. Yes. There's there's the the mainline Civil War comics, and then there's the the split off ones with the various different characters and groups. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I must do that though. I think it might be it would be interesting to see what what the comic book version was compared to that. But no, that's a good one. Um, may come up in my uh, last couple of uh, choices. But my number three is uh, Spider Man Homecoming from twenty seventeen, where <laughs> Stanley he appeared as an annoyed neighbor called Gary. Um, he's witnessing Spider Man mistakenly accosting an innocent civilian and says to him, "Don't make me come down there, you punk!" And another neighbor called Marjorie greets him and asks him about his welfare where he just turns on a dime and just, oh, how's your mother? You know, so he's really angry with Spider-Man at the time <laughs> and then turns to his friend and says, oh, yeah, how, how you doing? How's his mother? It's a really sweet little scene, but uh, um, shows you two sides of, of Stan- <laughs> two sides of him there. But it's, yeah. that, it's, it's, a, it's a great little scene, that one. Uh, okay, your number two then, please, Donald. My number two is pre-MCU Hulk where he's yeah security when he's a security guard with uh, Lou Ferrigno as the other security guard that's right (laughs) just to to see him and somebody who played the Hulk (laughs) together that's right now this is the Ang Lee one isn't it Hulk yes the um Eric yeah, Banner. Exactly. Eric Banner played Eric Banner, yeah. That's right. Cause I very nearly put the other one um from the Incredible Hulk in where isn't it Stanley is the one that's the photo that has the tainted blood in yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. And he, he goes into the fridge and he's he's gonna go and have some of the drink and you think, Oh no, we're gonna have a Stanley Incredible Hulk. Um but yeah, I think I was a great touch to have Lou Ferrigno in there as well because I was I was watching on YouTube a couple of days ago a couple of clips of the TV Hulk, and like in your yeah. in, my, in my mind as a kid, I always remember thinking how great it was, and then I watched some of the clips of it and I thought it's 
This is shit. This is terrible. Same as the $6 million man. I loved watching the $6 million man. And then I watched some of it a couple of weeks ago and I thought, oh my God, this is crap. This is terrible. But as a kid, Mm -hmm. as like a six, seven-year-old kid, it was everything like the $6 million man. I thought, I can't believe he's so fast. They got to slow it down to slow motion. This is crazy. But yeah, um, that is a good one because like you say, to have Stan Lee and Lou Ferrigno there, it was a nice little twofer, wasn't it? It was a nice little double, double, uh, double surprise there. Um, okay, my number two is uh, the Amazing Spider-Man in 2012, where Stanley is the librarian uh, yeah. in the science high school, and he's got headphones on and he's just carrying on with his work. All this mayhem is going on behind him. Things are smashing. Things are. Uh, windows are breaking and things are flying through walls and he's completely oblivious to it all because he's got his headphones yeah. on and he doesn't care and it's just this whole thing that he's front of the shot and all this mayhem is going on behind him and it's just it's it's beautiful because he plays it so straight and yeah, yeah. sometimes he just doesn't have to say a word exactly exactly and that was the perfect Perfect version of that without a shadow of a doubt. Um, okay, before we reveal our number ones, uh, Donald, do you want to give us a quick rundown of your 10 to 2? Uh, number 10, I had Venom. Number 9, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Number 8, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Number 7, Thor Ragnarok. Number 6, Spider-Man 3. Number 5, Age of Ultron. Number 4, Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer. Number three, Captain America, Civil War. And number two, Hulk. Wonderful. And mine is number 10, Iron Man 2. Number nine, Iron Man. Number eight, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Number seven was Deadpool. Six, Avengers Age of Ultron. Five, Avengers Endgame. Four, More Rats. Three, Spider-Man Homecoming. And two, The Amazing Spider-Man. So, Donald, what is your number one Stanley cameo? My number one is Deadpool. Hey, <laughs> there you go. Give it up for chastity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean to be honest, there was the, he's never looked more at home. Just working in a strip club, he's never worked more looked more <laughs> at home. So I think it's an absolute. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a great one. I mean, yeah, what did it make my number seven for me? But uh, yeah, yeah, we've already we've already spoken about that one. My number one is one that you, was in your uh, top ten, and it is Captain America Civil War. It is Tony Stank mm-hmm. I'm having as my number one. <laughs> just because I feel that it's, it's everything that a Stan Lee cameo should be. You know, it just topped the movie off perfectly mm-hmm. with a really, really good laugh and something that is just memorable perfect delivery you you can't can't get any better than that um right because of all the mix-ups and stuff that we've had um we haven't got any honorable mentions so excuse me well you know for for me i had honorable mention of mall rats and well the one that gave me the inspiration was i was watching deadpool 2 and the the mural of him that's right the parachute that's right yeah absolutely it's um like i said earlier on it's kind of like you watch i know that when i'm putting the video playlist together it's going to be sort of bittersweet because like i say this is the heyday for me of of mcu movies and things just aren't the same in the mcu now and i've just got not not got the same hunger or emotion for the movies that are coming out now and it's weird that you don't really get stanley cameos anymore obviously uh so it's it's yeah. kind of it, it was kind of all the same time that it all sort of started going to shit so um thanks stan for that <laughs> you know i feel like it's his fault you know yeah. but then again we don't all live forever so but but then again stanley will live forever because we've got his movies yeah. we've got his amazing uh cartoon characters and comic book characters that will go on way past all of us i think you know they're going to be forever timeless and and they'll forever be making movies about them and we just have to be thankful Mm -hmm. for that i i I feel you know 
Um, right, before we say our goodbyes and all that shenanigans, I've got this all this other gump to say. If you want to get in touch with us and you can want to email us, top10pods at uh, hotmail.com. If you want to get us onto social media, just go uh, look at the, all the stuff on the show notes. It's all there on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, you can also go onto our link tree. There's all the different links of all the stuff. Just go onto the uh, show notes. Everything is on there to get merch, to come and join us on Patreon, like the wonderful Donald is here. Uh, come and be a guest on the pod. You can come and be a guest on the pod and uh, make your own top tens and come and give us some suggestions as well. Uh, Patreon.com at to- uh, forward slash top 10 pods. You can tell that Neil normally does this because he's got this down. He can do it in like 25 seconds. I'm all over the place. You can even buy us a coffee if you want to. Uh, uh, oh, it's all in the show notes. That's the best way to do it. Just click on the show notes and you'll you'll see it all. It's so much easier than me waffling on like some demented ass hat. Anyway, Donald, thank you so much. That's number four in the bag, and uh, and and we'll you'll you'll come back to us. I know with a suggestion for your fifth go because you get some good suggestions, young man. Um. I always got things going on around my head, so I'll come up <laughs> with something. Else. You know, I don't think you realize how ominous that sounded when you said that, Donald. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether I should be like, like calling the police when you say things like that, because that feels like, uh, you know, I don't know what you're going to do next. <laughs> anyway, Donald, thank you once again. Thank you for your continued support. <laughs> It means the world to us. It really does. Um, thank you very much for everybody watching and listening. Neil, get yourself better. And uh, from all of us, let's start the countdown. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 